0: Somebody said it's a bloomed-up rose. I've never got it to its full bloom, but it's still budding in my life every day. Praise God. Praise God. How many of you love your Bible? You know what you folks need to do, a whole lot of you? You need to get into church history and find out what this Bible went through that you could have it. cost people their blood for you to read this praise God amen you read the book of Isaiah and you look at it and you think and he gave his life that you could read it they cut him half in two with a saw in a log praise God you read the book of Jeremiah and you think well so what and I'm going to tell you something they throw Jeremiah in a pit and left him there to die because he wrote this book to you. Praise God. You read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and James, I'm John, and you think, my, there's things a mystery to me and all this stuff, but it cost a man by the name of Jesus Christ his life to give you them words. Praise God. You read the book of Thessalonians and the book of Corinthians and all that, but I'm going to tell you what. When you read them words, it cost a man his life for you to read them words. His name was Paul, the great apostle. Hallelujah. You pick up the Bible and you start reading the book of Peter and it starts talking about these beasts and these this and that and it goes in the corruptible things and all them things. But remember one thing, because Peter wrote them words to you, he was hung on a cross upside down and left dead. This is not, you know why this is the greatest book in the world? I'm going to tell you why this is the greatest book that was ever written, because there's never, ever been a price ever paid for another book that was paid for this book. Hallelujah. And when I pick up this book, I've got a hold of the most sacred, holy thing. I've got a hold of the most glorious thing that I could ever put my hands on in the face of the earth. Praise God, praise God. And I live in this book from week to week. I live in this book from day to day. Brother Gary, going down the highway yesterday, pulled out a little old Bible. I couldn't even see the print in it. It just looked like dots to me. But he began to read out of it. (laughs) The 34th chapter of Isaiah. 43rd chapter of Isaiah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, Brother Gary, you believe that promise God gave you yesterday? Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Every promise in the book is mine, every chapter, every verse, every line. Amen. Praise God. I want to read to you tonight out of the third chapter of Ecclesiastes, the 22nd verse. I don't know if I'll be evangelistic or not tonight. I really don't know I'd like for a busload to go to uh, Anthony Friday night I'd like to take the bus and I'd like for a busload of you to go down there To our new church in Anthony There's There's some marvelous things going on in our section church Marvelous things Brother Jones next Sunday night How many of you listening to me Next Sunday night, we're going to take up a special offering for Garden City and send it to Brother Jones. Hallelujah. How many of you love Brother Roy Lee Jones? Preach, preach that revival to us this year. Praise God. He had five adults receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost last week in Garden City. Hallelujah. He had 29 in church last Sunday night. Praise God. And when we were there yesterday, they was just crawling all over the place. New saints was, wasn't it, Brother Gary? Hallelujah. Praise God. They was cleaning the church and their culottes and everything else. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And we was looking around, Brother Gary and I, when I was driving down the road, and he's looking at me, and we was grinning. And I said, I wonder how long that's gonna laugh. And Brother Gary didn't answer me, he just started laughing. Praise God, hallelujah. But when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you, it'll take care of things. How many of you are glad for the Holy Ghost? Huh? it make women dress like women, and men dress like men. Praise God. If you don't love holiness, you don't love God. Because the Bible said without holiness, no man shall see God. You ain't going to know heaven. You're going to a frying hell. And if that makes you mad, that's too bad. But that's exactly where you're going. You're going to a frying hell if you don't love holiness. Amen. You could be kinder brother Elder you could be more diplomatic You could be this and you could be that I could just be straight out And tell you that you better get your soul Right with God Because it's the most important trip You ever made Hallelujah You believe that Praise God This is not a diplomatic trip Brother this is a life and death Situation Praise God Praise God. All right. Ecclesiastes 3 and 22. Wherefore I perceive that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his own works, for that is his portion. For that is his portion. For who shall bring him to see what shall be after him? Praise God. Praise God. Let's pray and ask the Lord to talk to us tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I'd ask tonight that you'd bring forth, Lord God, a a spirit into our midst tonight that would cause us to search out our hearts and lives and souls. the Lord loveth a broken and a contrite spirit hallelujah and he said that's the kind that he's going to save you know when I look at this verse the most alarming thing about this verse is the deceiving ways that's inside of us I know there's folks out there already that, that think I'm off track because I don't have no deception in me. And the easiest person in the world to fool you is yourself. Yourself can fool yourself faster than anybody else. Do you ever notice the people you're around, you see their faults? Huh? How come you don't see yours? Praise God. The reason why is, is when you're doing something wrong, you're not watching yourself. But when somebody else is doing something wrong, you know... I know some good preachers, and I've made up my mind I'm going to live right before young men and God to the best of my ability from here on out. But I know some preachers that get up and preach hell farm and brimstone straight as in the world, you know, and just, and then they go out and kill three deer over the limit. Praise God. I know I know preachers that kill fifty pheasants over the limit. If they was caught, they'd be put on the front page and fine probably hundred and fifty dollars a bird apiece. Praise God <clears throat> there's a lot of things like that, you know. I believe that there are portions of the laws of the lands that we need to obey. The only portion I believe that I am not obligated to, and I believe there are laws of the lands that I'm not obligated to, because Peter said Ought we'd obey God or man. And there are places in life when God supersedes the laws of men. But I'm an example to the people that I'm with. Amen. My life is an example of if I preach to you not to listen to ball games and then I'm sitting around listening to them all the time, I'm a sorry example. hello praise God and uh, he said have you done that brother elder yes sir I have praise God and I have paid the price for it too amen probably lost some good people over it amen because you can't preach one way and live another way. Amen. And I looked at these words, he said, wherefore a person that there." Perceives that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his own works. That a man should rejoice in his own works. Hallelujah. Now, I talked to a man in this church this week. You know, in some reality, we're kind of like Baptists. I believe in just having faith in God, Brother Elder. I believe in faith, too. Let me show you an example of faith. An example of faith is that Abraham said, I and the lad are going up on the mountain and we're going to sacrifice unto God. Now, nobody knew that Isaac was the sacrifice outside of Abraham somebody said well I believe he told I don't care what you believe because when they all even Isaac asked Abraham where's the sacrifice Abraham said God will provide one Amen. hallelujah Amen. Abraham himself when he left the bottom of the mountain didn't know where it was coming from all he knew was he had to kill his son Because God said to But I want to show you something The operation of faith is as He said I and the lad Will return He knew He had to go up there And kill that kid with a knife And worse than
1: that Burn him up with fire
0: but he also knew he was the promised seed of all the nations of the seeds of the earth and he knew that God could not completely destroy him and he'd be the promised seed and so he said we're going to the top of the mountain and we're going to return praise God now We get excited about that, don't we, huh? We get all, woo! But the thing we don't get excited about is the trip up the mountain. We don't get excited about building the sacrifice, the altar. We don't get excited about pulling the knife back. until God grabs the arm and says, look over there in the bulrush. There's a ram caught by his horn. That's what you're gonna sacrifice. Hallelujah. Come on. What are you saying, Brother Elder? I'm saying, faith without works is dead. Before he could have had the testimony of the marvelous way God provided the sacrifice. He had to trip up the mountain. He had to build the altar. Praise God. He had to draw back the knife. We love the beautiful stories of faith, but I'm gonna tell you what. You're not gonna enjoy your labors by just having faith I asked a Baptist one time Gina Jones come into this church and and uh, got saved and you know it's strange things nobody's ever interested in you going to their church till you come to this church and get saved and then all of a sudden they show up at your place to see uh, about you coming to their church and all kind of stuff you know but anyhow this girl had just got saved and he was telling Gina Jones that she didn't need to do all this stuff to be saved and he just you know he come in that home to take over let me tell you something you call your pastor you know what I'll do I'll run the wolf off so I'll bet you're mean and brutal no sirree. I'm kind and sweet Is that right, Brother Butch? Did I get that old gal, that Jehovah Witness gal out of your house one day? Yeah, I got that old Jehovah Witness gal out of your house, didn't I? I just asked her a few questions. I said, uh, so, you're Jehovah's Witness? Oh, yes, sir, I'm Jehovah's Witness. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said, uh, how do you baptize anyhow? Are we baptized in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost? I said, is that right? And you're Jehovah's Witness. I said, uh, if you baptize in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, then all you are is a believer in three gods. No, sir, we believe in one God. I said, don't be lying to me. The Catholic Church come out with the dogma and the creed of the Trinitarian baptism of three different gods in the Godhead, and you practice their formula. Baptism, what you are is a lying deceiver running around telling people you believe in one God, and reality, you ain't nothing other than another they're stinking Trinitarians what you really are right. boy she ran out of the house so mad she had to sit in front of the steering wheel for 20 minutes she couldn't even get a hold of it I met this guy over in Gina Jones house he said we're saved by faith I guess he thought he's really going to get a hold of me and get me converted bless God I said well praise God that's, that's very elementary he said what do you mean elementary I said if you didn't have faith how could you get saved if you don't believe in something you won't do it
1: right. That's right. That's right. well I'm saved by my
0: faith I said good saved by your faith. Now tell me what's your faith? Well, faith. Faith in what? Well, my faith. I believe in faith in God. Good. Now faith
1: in God what? Well, you know, faith. I said, baloney, quit giving me this empty air. Give me something.
0: They ain't saved by faith. They're a bunch of phonies. They don't believe nothing. Faith in what? Paul said, I'll show you my faith by my works. He said, just open them blind eyes in Jesus' name. Blink. (laughs) there's my faith. You know what? If you got faith in God, you love holiness. Dressing holiness is not a problem to you. Praise God! That's an example of your faith in God. When you're baptized in Jesus' name, somebody tells you that's wrong. That's no problem to you because your faith in God says, "Give me your Bible. Let me show you where in the Word of God." Hey, well, that's works. So what? It's works of righteousness. Now where's your filthy rags? We are saved by works don't let no Baptist tell you we're not saved by works we're saved by works a baptism is a work of righteousness and you better be glad that God made that operation made without hands so it wasn't work to get the Holy Ghost it was for me I wouldn't like some of you go down there, you know, and kneel down and get it and get up and run out and not worry too much about it. I had to work for it. Had trouble with my faith. I, I was kind of like some of you, I'm, you know, I believe God's going to make me talk in tongues. You know, just just grab a hold of my mouth and jerk my tongue up and roll it around. <laughs> I just knew God, and I just knew, oh, when the Holy Ghost coming, you know, I was going to heaven, I just knew. All it said in the Bible is, is that they spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Spirit gives them utterance. When that finally come home to me, I got the Holy Ghost. That's an operation of works. Somebody said, No, it ain't. That's faith. All right. We're both right. That's right. Come on.
1: Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you don't believe
0: that speaking in tongues is the Holy Ghost and it's for you, what are you up here seeking God for? That's, right. That's works. But when it takes over, that's faith in operation. That's an answer to your faith. I believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah, praise God. Now, there's lots of works. A lot of folks say, I don't have no faith. Oh, yeah, they do. They got faith they can light up a cigarette, so they do it. What are you talking about, brother? They got faith in their evil works. They got faith in their darkness. Hallelujah. They got faith in their works of unrighteousness. They have more faith that they can do that than they do they can seek God, be found to God, and in the pleasures of God. But there's something that doesn't even occur to the preacher's mind a lot of times. And I'll tell you something. There is something different about us preachers and you folks that sit out on that pew. Because we're leaders, we can see farther than you sheep can And we are different, whether you think we are or not. We're not different because we're different because we wanna be more, you know, uh, you know. We're different because God made us that way whether we wanted to be made that way or not. Praise God. And we see things and know things, but do you know that if the preacher chooses to, he can stick his head in the sand like an ostrich and be just as dumb as inconsistent with God? Hallelujah. And sometimes we preachers even forget But the reason why I'm reminded more than most of you are reminded is because most of you have never held a dying man's hand. You go down there to see Aunt Sadie after she's already been cleaned out at the mortuary and dressed up like she's always looked all of her life. You never stand there and listen to them as they take their last breath. I had a dear sister look at me and said, is it all right, is everything all right? I said, you can't die like this. You gotta know it's all right. I can't tell you it's all right. You gotta know it's all right. This Jordan, you're fixing the cross, I'm not going with you till it's my turn. You know some folks think they can always get by with God. I heard one of the most horrible stories on the telephone tonight. An old man that withstood his righteous father-in-law for years. He was his pastor. He rebelled against him, went out Oh yeah, he got his local license and went on out in the world to preach and about all he ever did was cause trouble with churches and division and all kind of things because if you won't line up under your pastor, you won't line up nowheres. And I've heard stories coming back from the East Coast on him for 15 years of things that he wouldn't do and line up to the Word of God, ministers after ministers talking to him, trying to get him to line up to the Word of God, and he wouldn't he wouldn't line up to the Word of God. And he come in on the telephone tonight. Did you know Wilson? I said, Yeah, I knew him real well. I said, Did you know that in Cincinnati last night, him and his wife had a car wreck and they was both burned up in the car. Well, it don't play. It don't pay to play games with your soul. Sooner or later, payday's coming. Amen. Sooner or later, it's on the way. Your mama ain't getting you out of nothing. Your daddy ain't getting you out of nothing. Your husband ain't getting you out of nothing. Hey, nobody gonna get you out of it but you, and you better get yourself out of it. Praise God, praise God, praise God. What are you talking about, brother? I preached all this long time to tell you how we deceive ourselves. How we deceive ourselves. We deceive ourselves. Oh, tomorrow, I wonder how many of you be honest enough to put your hand up that you've already got things planned for tomorrow. And gee and I do too, Brother Gary. Man, I got the morning loaded up. And do you know that the master told us not to even take no thought for tomorrow? Hello. Praise God. What are you talking about, Brother Elder? Our laborers. Labors here on earth. It's labor. Do you know if you live in sin, it's labor? Living in sin is a hard life. The Bible said the way of the transgressor is hard. Never gonna have nothing. Never gonna have nothing. God's gonna take your money. He said, When you don't live for me, I'm gonna take your money and put it in bags. It's got holes in it. That's what He said. He said, I'm going to make a fugitive and a vagabond out of you, King. Everywhere you go at, you're going to be nothing but a slave unto yourself, never gaining or advantaging nothing. Nothing. Oh, the way of the transgressor's heart. The way of the transgressor's heart. I got to thinking, you know, you, you, you folks don't go with me, but I, I went to a hospital right here in this city. I preach all over this country, these things, and I might as well preach them at home. And there was a woman right here in this city. She weighed about 325 pounds. She was a woman, wasn't she? Uh, somebody said well brother you better be careful somebody run out and tell you know that's what I've been the last 15-20 years I've been so careful we ain't been having too much of a move of God but I think it's about time I start bringing things home so maybe some folks around here get a little fear of God in them Worked with that woman for God only knows how long, trying to get her saved. Do you know when she showed up in this church when she had cancer and she wasn't any bigger than what Sister Sharon Morey is tonight? When she showed up in this church, she probably weighed 185 pounds. I was glad to see her come. I knew then she had enough strength to get to get saved, get the Holy Ghost, get baptized get all that she needed, I was so glad to see her come, even if she had cancer, I knew she'd just come there and maybe even God deliver that cancer, you know, heal her, praise God and everything, but she sit on the pew exactly where Sister Lou Ann is sitting at right now, and listen to me preach for days and days and weeks and weeks, and never did a thing, not. One thing did she do. But one day, she called me out to come and baptize her in Jesus' name. And I went out there to baptize her in Jesus' name. will oh, this little Spanish girl come here? Praise God. Hallelujah, I don't know her name, but she's a cute little girl. Praise God. And When that woman asked me to come out and baptize her, I kid you not, she was not as big as this girl is right here. She weighed 98 pounds. I baptized, thank you. I baptized a woman that weighed 325 pounds. I baptized her in a bathtub by just wallering her under the water. Most of you in this church don't even know that the next day I was called to the hospital. She's, she's dying, she's dying. I walked in there and God said, you know, I know when to pray and I know when not to pray, you know. I'm not a saint you saints and you saints are okay I'm not running you down and all that things God bless you and God love you because because uh, you know you just have love and compassion for people and you just run in there and put your hands on them and just start praying God do this that's okay that's great that's fine but the Bible said lay hands on no man suddenly and when I walk in I'm always asking God and God looked at me and spoke to me and said it's no use it's no use she looked up to me eyes glassy she couldn't even speak but now she's looking at me like you know where I'm going can't you do something about it and all I could do was hold her hand and say the Lord bless you And when she died, she was still staring at me like, please, my God, do something. They're enjoying the labors. Enjoying the labors. (laughs) They go out there watch their television watch the lust on the television watch adultery on television watching all that stuff oh yeah they get excited about that hoochie smoochie stuff you know that really ain't real anyhow deceiving their self. uh-huh yeah oh yeah I love the art of figuring out that he's not going to marry her he's going to marry her oh I've got this story figured out before it ever ends oh reveling in it it's so wonderful to take a bath in all of this stuff enjoying enjoying the sins you know you watch a lot of folks and they pick up a cigarette right after dinner and they plop it in their mouth and they light it up and take a big drag and inhale it and put it in their lungs, they're enjoying it. Ain't nothing like a cigarette right after lunch. Man, it's, it's the icing on the cake. It's, it's what really takes in that fulfilling moment of that meal. Oh, yes. But you go back and you, you visit them in a the hospital just 10 years later
1: with their glassy eyes looking up at you. Can't you do something? Can't you do something? Oh, what's wrong?
0: You're enjoying the pleasures of this life. You see, it's on your radio every day that 320,000 die in this country from cancer, from sucking cigarettes every year, every year. The devil laughs at 320,000
1: people diving into hell.
0: Enjoying, enjoying their sin. The Bible said they enjoy it for a season. You know how you know how long a season is? Isn't summer a long time? It's almost over. It's almost over. Say, so what are you talking about, Pastor? It just came in this month. I know it, but there's less than than 70 days of it left there's probably not even 50 days in there's probably not 50 days left between now and September the 21st praise God this season of summer is almost over such a short time such a short flicker you know We think of men going to prison. But did you know, I drove by a city last night that had a huge prison in it that just three years ago, there's no prison in that city. I read a story in a paper today, just don't make sense to me. Of a little baby girl that went to the hospital was sick. And because she was crying, probably from pain, needed help, needed a nurse or something, a woman visiting in that hospital went over there and beat that baby girl up till she broke its legs in several places and crushed its ribs and all kind of things. So what in the world would make somebody do something like that, Brother Elder? A demonic spirit gets on them. And they just go do it. and I can't even tell you why they do it. That woman's in a prison today. She's in a prison today. i guarantee you there was somebody that came and knocked on her door one day and said, we'd like for you to come to our church. We'd like for you to say, we know somebody that can help you. But she laughed and said, I don't need your sorry church and your religion. to go down there to your church I don't need what you people got just don't bother me anymore I'm enjoying the fruit of my labor I'm drinking on this wine and this excess hallelujah amen but tonight in a lonely prison cell somewhere she's probably remembering that day that God came and knocked on her door and gave her an opportunity to change. I heard a woman call in on the radio this week. Who was traveling down the highway and I turned the radio on to a talk show.
1: <laughs> That's
0: she talked on the telephone. I heard a woman on talk show call in she said I don't know what's wrong with all these people down on us women smoking cigarettes she called in boy she was really tearing them up Three calls later, a 60-year-old woman called in. And she said, I, I want to tell you about that little woman that called in a well while ago. She said, when I was her age, I felt the same way that she felt, but I can't go nowhere today without this oxygen bottle with me. Tell her while she can to get off those cigarettes. enjoying, enjoying the fruit of labors. I could keep on going tonight about the liar that lies and lies until finally he don't have any friends anymore. They all say, oh, you mean Ted? <laughs> That goofy guy. Well, yeah, we know him. Good old Ted. <laughs> you can't believe nothing he says, man. Don't get don't get serious with him because everything he tells you is a lie. He just, good old Ted. Good old Ted. <laughs> just, you know, good old Ted. But good old Ted walks around. And he says, my friends are not really friends. I wonder what I've done. They're not really friends. They really don't care about me. You know what he's doing? Oh, Ted, he's enjoying the fruit of his labors. He's enjoying the fruit of his labors. Hallelujah. And then somebody said, What about when he's gone off the scene? He's like a flower that withered away. No man even remembers him. Said, hey, you, you remember old Ted? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember old Ted. Everybody knew old Ted. That, you mean that one told them lies all the time? Yeah. Yeah, I said, uh, he died. Do you know where they buried him? said, man, I don't got the slightest idea where he buried at. You know, he just gone in the wind. He's gone. He just. Vanished from the face of the earth. Praise God. There's another side of this story that's beautiful. It's the life of the Christian, it's the way that God delivered him from the tempter, it's the way that he was delivered out of the hands of the snare. Is he sitting over there? That old Christian, you know, you know, that dogmatic Christian that just don't believe nothing. You know, don't don't believe anything. Don't believe you can do anything, you know. He's he's 80 years old. You catch him over there? an old rocking chair on his front porch. You walk up to him. (laughs) Old Brother Scott come up to me. He said, My God, Brother Elder, what kind of a woman is your mother? I said, "Uh, Well, I don't know. I don't know what you're referring to. You know, I used to have answers for everything. He said, they they cut that woman's open did surgery on her heart and said we walked in there to cheer her up and to encourage her and said my God before we got away from her she had us encouraged and cheered up and making us feel like we could conquer the world said so we went in there to do her some good and come out she done us 10 times more good than we did her Say, well, mama, she don't feel that way. She feels like a failure, you know. But <laughs> you know what she's doing? She's just enjoying her labors. She's just enjoying her labors. You go up to that old man that was faithful to the pastor down through all the years. Yeah. <laughs> You go up there, you I will not sneak up on that old man. Praise God. And you get over there and he's sitting there rocking in that chair. Ah, fly away, oh Gloria. His voice is real cracked and trembling and scratchy. Who my God. Mother Avery called me up in the middle of the night. Called me over there to pray. A lot of times mom character met us over there. I'd go in there and I'd go to talk to that old woman and I'd go to praying with her. We'd talk to God and I'd, I'd weary and worn and I was tired from the day's journey. And up with Mother Avery at two o'clock in the morning and go over there at that precious old soul and she start talking. Oh, Brother Elder. Trembling hand. Brother Elder. One day, son, talk to my mama. Tell me. It's such a good life, Brother Elder. Living with Jesus. Oh, Brother Elder. I'm so glad, Brother Elder. I got the Holy Ghost. My God, that old woman had started talking to me, and I'd go home. I didn't even want to go to bed. I'd some in the house praising God. God. When it comes my time to walk across old Chilly Jordan, help me get ready like Mama Avery is, hallelujah, hallelujah. Children try to tear her down, children walk in there and tell her you had that old church, you don't need that old church, your pastor, he don't love you, if he loved you, He'd be over here 48 hours a day paying for you to get in this kind of shape. Stupid old wicked children. You got to cross Jordan by yourself. Hallelujah. I could have stayed with that woman 48 hours a day. I couldn't help her cross Jordan, but I could walk off and pray and talk to God she'd look at them wicked kids and say you talking about my pastor get out of my house she'd look at them and say what are you talking about my church for, my salvation? Said, don't you know that I raised you? Don't you remember when you had the Holy Ghost? Don't you remember? Hey, you're not telling me nothing. You used to believe something. She'd call them by names and tell them what they used to believe. Hallelujah. Shift down to her dying day. Woo, but when they left her house, she'd have camp meeting. She always called it camp meeting. How you doing, Mama Avery? Oh, Brother Elder, it's so wonderful. It's so good, big old tears coming down her cheeks. You ought to be over here with me, Brother Elder. What are you doing, having two bone steak? Ha, ha, I'm having camp meeting with Jesus. Whoo! What are you doing? I'm just enjoying the fruit of my labors. It's been a long journey. It's been a long trip. But I'm enjoying the fruit of my labors. She's not forgotten. As my son preached this morning, I was thinking I might just get up and pray, preach a sermon on the cost of the saints that's already gave their life for the seat you're sitting on tonight. as I'm alive and well tonight, and standing in this pulpit. No matter what I say to you tonight, and no matter how you take what I say tonight, by this time next year, you're going to be enjoying the fruit of your labors. Shhh. Whether it's wickedness. Or whether it's peace and joy. Come on, Sister Elder. Oh. You say, why is it, Brother Elder, that I get up in church and sing it's joy unspeakable and full of glory, and I go home and it's full of torment. Turn around and look at yourself and look at your labors and see what are you really doing? Not what you're singing, not what you're saying. Enjoying the fruit of your labors. You know, for sure, no man wants to die. No man wants to die. I talked to a man last night that spent twenty-one years on the police force, he told me of several things that he was involved in. But one of the stories he told me that got a hold of me was of an undertaker that was shot right there with a twenty-two pistol just broke in his home that night and he went down to confront him and they shot him he laid in there in the hospital in the emergency room for a while before the doctor got there and the doctor told everybody to get back he's going to save this man's life cut him down through the side and reached inside when he reached inside of that man and felt what all that bullet had tore up He pulled his hands out and said, this man's going to die. There ain't nothing you can do for him. And he said, that man sit straight up and looked at him, fighting to live, fighting to live.
1: Praise God. Oh,
0: I want to tell you something tonight. Is it right with your soul? I looked in this Bible tonight, and there was a verse there that just absolutely... I I can't preach on this verse because it's just too awesome. It's just too awesome. But it said, For man also knoweth not his time as the fishes that are taken in an evil net. And as the birds that are caught in the snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time. And it falleth suddenly upon them. They woke up today saying, this is a beautiful day. But in the morning, they're like a fish that's caught in a net. What about your journey tonight? I kept reading in the same chapter and I said, Oh God, help me to be like this. Said there was a little city, few men in it, and there came a great king against it and besieged it and built great wall works against it. But there was a man, he was a poor man. He was not a man that was esteemed and you know, all these things, but people knew him people knew him said boy he's a wise man if you just listen to that man he could tell you some things and Solomon wrote it down in the book so we could read it today he said and by his wisdom he delivered the city yet no man remembers that man Hallelujah. If I could splatter my name all over the walls. If I could splatter my name all over the town. If I could splatter my name from halls to halls. If I could splatter my name. Oh, if I could, if I could, if I could, if I could, if I could. But if I died, lost, reaping horrible. Oh, God. How much wiser I be. To be the poor man They couldn't even remember his name But you found me Sitting in That old rocking chair At the end of life Singing rock of ages Cliff for me (laughs) Let me lose Myself in thee Hallelujah 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 How is it tonight? Is your labors beautiful? Are they sweet? Or are you afraid of your labors tonight? Let's stand. Oh God. Oh God, drinking from the cup that you filled up yourself. Drinking out of the cup that you're filling up yourself come on tonight where you at are you going to be one that the preachers are going to be calling on the hotline some Sunday evening say hey you know that person you know brother councilman was a godly man I knew that when I met him I knew that he was, and I've seen people withstand him, but I know two people that stood up against that old godly man, and they're both dead. One burned up in a car last night, another had a wreck four years ago, head-on collision in the wintertime, and killed him.
1: God blame! Don't have to worry about him. But they're drinking of
0: the fruit of their labors tonight. I'm preaching sure as God's name to somebody in here. Where are you at? Are you gonna to come to this altar? Are you going to pass God's opportune time up again? It's like one brother said, everybody comes to the altar that really don't need to, and the ones that need to don't never come. Oh, God, get the one that needs to tonight in Jesus' name. Get the one that needs to tonight, Lord, in your name. In your name, 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 in your name. Yala Bohokoria be a Sata la Mohushanda la Hasata la Mokanda la Haya. la Bohosha. hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.
1: Will you be happy, will you be sad, while ages roll throughout eternity? this question, where will you be? Where will you be a thousand years from now? throughout eternity. I ask this Will you be happy? Will you be singing? While the ages roll Throughout eternity I
2: ask this question Where
1: will
2: you be, where will you be, a hundred years from now,
1: will you be happy,
2: where Eternity I ask this question Where will you be? Where will you be? A hundred years from now just roll throughout eternity. I ask this question